Hey pals, it's Stephanie. Welcome back to the Keto Success Podcast, a show dedicated to doing the deeper work on your keto journey. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey pals, welcome back to another episode of the Keto Success Podcast. In today's episode, I really want to speak into this idea that the weekends are your weekend on keto. Essentially, are the weekends derailing your progress, halting your progress on your keto lifestyle? Do we feel as if we are flip-flopping constantly on and off keto? We're doing keto perfectly during the week, and then the weekend comes, and it's a YOLO free-for-all, eating all the things in sight. And this is so common. I hear it all the time from my clients. I hear it all the time in the keto community. I have lived through it myself. It is so normal and common for this to be a challenging obstacle when creating a healthy keto lifestyle. We're going to talk about why this happens as well as shine a light on some hard truths about this cycle of weekend overeating, weekend binge eating, and I'm going to provide you with some tangible strategies that you can use next time so that you feel more prepared to stay on track with your keto plan. I mean, we've all been there where you're following your keto plan to a T, Monday to Friday, but despite your best intentions, the weekends somehow end up filled with pizza and burgers and fries or alcohol, ice cream, all of the things. And while there's definitely room to include carbs in your keto lifestyle, when we're really trying to achieve weight loss or healing our bodies and creating this healthy lifestyle, it is something we need to be aware of. We need to be more mindful with our choices and our intentions. You know, one high carb meal is a lot different than an entire weekend of high carb and high sugar meals. And many people get caught in this endless cycle of really sticking to their plan during the week and then indulging all weekend and then trying to do some sort of reset or I'll start again on Monday. But this really does impact our goals. And it's not even just about the carbs in terms of knocking ourselves out of ketosis or triggering some sort of carb binge. Calories also matter, even on a keto diet. So if we are in a calorie deficit for majority of the week, and whether we're tracking our macros or not, and then the weekend rolls around and it's a total free-for-all where we are over-consuming calories by the thousands, well, that's obviously going to have an impact on our progress, on the results that we're hoping to achieve. So there are four kind of main reasons why this happens. Why do we continuously fall into this trap, this cycle of overeating on the weekends, eating carbs, going off plan, whatever you want to call it? One of the reasons is you just want to chill out. <laughs> There's a certain exhale that comes with the weekend after a busy work week, being super scheduled, walking the dogs, getting the kids to school, getting them to all their activities, all of the responsibilities that are attached to the work week are 
challenging. It's really natural to have this kind of let your hair down feeling and all of the habits and behaviors that come along with it. We really feel like there's this different vibe to the weekends. And with that, we feel a little more relaxed, which brings me to the next point, which is we have less structure on the weekends than we do on the weekdays. I think this is probably the number one reason why weekends just feel more challenging because we're just out of our usual daily routine. We don't have as much structure. There are more things going on or less things going on. And it can feel like it's more challenging to eat at certain mealtimes or eat the right things if we're out on the go or we're going to social events. Like there are so many reasons why we're suddenly not in our weekly routine that makes it more challenging to stay on keto on the weekends. Another reason is maybe we're feeling a little too restricted during the week. If the weekends go from a cheat meal into cheat days into an entire cheat weekend, maybe it's because we feel more restricted on the weekdays. Maybe we are reaching for food and abandoning ourselves and our goals on the weekends because we are feeling like we're gripping on to following keto perfectly during the week. And as a result to that, we are just reaching for whatever we can get on the weekend to relieve ourselves of that restraint and that restriction. And sometimes it's even due to undereating during the week or feeling like we're depriving ourselves, which sets us up to kind of have this rebound effect on the weekend, which when we're restricting really, really hard during the week, we're trying to do it so perfectly, often turns into a harder rebound or binge on the weekends. And the last reason why weekends can feel more challenging is social plans and perhaps alcohol consumption that goes along with it. You know, alcohol, there are ways to consume alcohol on keto. There are lots of different drinks and coolers and low-carb beers and certain wines that you can absolutely have and include in your keto lifestyle. However, in saying that, alcohol does have an impact on our progress in three different ways. First of all, it's additional empty calories, which is totally fine if you're fine with it. But you have to be aware that even a 100 calorie can of vodka soda cooler, whatever it is, if we're having, say, six of those a night, that's 600 more calories than we would have had otherwise if we didn't have drinks that day. It also can lower our inhibitions to the point where we are now making food choices that don't align with our goals. We are really just feeling more carefree, a little less disciplined. We are more likely to gravitate towards higher carb foods to lessen a hangover the next day. And additionally, when we consume alcohol, our body has to burn through the ethanol before it can go back to burning ketones and body fat. So when we have alcohol in our system, we're no longer burning ketones. We're no longer burning body fat because our body has to burn through all of the alcohol first 
before it resumes being back in ketosis. As I mentioned before, weekends is also a time where we're just more social. We see more people, friends, family, and studies have shown that we are more likely to overeat when we are in social settings, when we are surrounded by people and food. And I mean, last week I released the episode all about food FOMO. We feel connected to people around us through food. And it's just very common even to have the people around us trying to push certain foods on us that we don't want to consume. And sometimes maybe we give into that. Maybe we have that carefree feeling and we've had a couple drinks and then now someone's suggesting we get some French fries for the table and here we are eating them. It's just so easy to see how we fall into this cycle where we want to feel more relaxed and we want to have more fun and we feel like we deserve it. We feel like we've been so good all week, so we deserve to indulge because Monday will always be there. I can always reset on Monday. I can always start again on Monday. And to be honest, this is kind of like a perfect storm for not making progress, not getting the results that we actually want. And it is a challenge. I'm not saying that it isn't, but we need to get really honest with ourselves, and we need to take radical responsibility over our weekends. I mean, most people are like, oh, I did keto perfectly five days a week and I went balls to the wall on the weekend, but majority of the time you didn't do it perfectly five days a week. It's more like you probably did it Monday to Thursday. And then by Friday night, we are now suddenly making different choices. We are now maybe having our cheat meal that somehow spirals into an entire cheat weekend. So often, we think that we've done it Monday to Friday, but really we've done it Monday to Thursday. And if that's the case, now we're talking about three days out of seven days where we didn't follow through with our goals. We didn't make choices that align with what we truly want. And three days out of seven days equates to approximately 43% of the week. How are we ever going to make significant progress towards our goal when 43% of the week we are treating ourselves and indulging and allowing all the foods or overeating keto products or whatever it is, whatever it is that feels like a challenge for you on the weekends, how are we ever going to really strive towards our goals if 43% of the time we're not making choices that actually align with them? This really can become a pattern where it feels like we're back on track Monday morning and we make it to Thursday and then Friday evening comes and here we go again. Or it feels like we're doing it perfectly. We're restricting our carbs and our calories. We're feeling really regimented. We're feeling really disciplined. And then the weekend rolls around and it feels like we need to have some fun. We need to let loose. We need to not be so disciplined and controlled. And this really can create this cycle where it be we believe we're not making progress anyway. Well, I might as well go have the things because I'm not making progress anyway. But really, we're not making progress anyway because every single weekend 
we're having all the things. It's this vicious cycle. I mean, going rogue on the weekends, not having a plan or any structure, taking it off, letting the fuck it mentality take over, taking the 80-20 rule and turning it into four days of just not caring is absolutely having an impact on your progress, your goals, your lifestyle changes. And this is why it's so important that we address this cycle, this eating pattern. We need to identify it and then we need to actively make choices so that we are now in alignment with what it is we truly want for ourselves. It's not going to happen by itself. That's the number one strategy. I'm doing air quotes here. Strategy that people try to use. Oh, next weekend, I'm just going to try harder. What does that even mean? (laughs) How many times have we said that to ourselves? On Monday morning, when we are flooded with feelings of guilt and shame and remorse and regret, and we're worried we've ruined all our progress about how we've behaved for the last three or four days, how many times have we said, well, next weekend, I'm just going to try harder? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? It's not something we can just say and then expect ourselves to use willpower to get through the weekend and just to grip on tightly to get through next weekend. It's almost like we say that to just appease ourselves in the moment, to just offer ourselves a sense of relief in the moment, knowing damn well we haven't implemented anything different for the next weekend. Try harder is not a strategy. We need to actually have things in place so that we're making it easier on ourselves to make these choices, to end this pattern. Try harder simply isn't one of them. And what's really fascinating here is how quickly our mind can flip a switch, how quickly we can go from that effort mentality that I just want to have fun with my friends, YOLO, let's eat all the things, all this food is so fun. And days later, when it's not about the people anymore, it's not about the social events, it's simply a reflection of our decisions to overeat, to overindulge, that we have these feelings, this psychological guilt, this shame, this self-judgment. It happens in a flash. We literally go from wanting to be carefree and just have all the things and it'll be fine and I'm totally fine with this choice. We convince ourselves. We are so convincing. Our brain really does tell us like, yeah, go for it. Just who cares? We'll deal with it on Monday. And then Monday rolls around and we feel horrible about ourselves. We wish we hadn't done it. And over time, it gets harder and harder to change. It gets harder to face these behaviors, to be honest with ourselves about them and how they actually make us feel and how they're hindering you from what you ultimately want for yourself, the, to be the best version of yourself. Now, if this is really just a once in a while thing for special occasions and you want to have something higher carb, great, fine. Absolutely. But if you notice that this is becoming a pattern that you're falling into most weekends or every weekend, 
we really need to address this. We can't just continually rinse and repeat this pattern over and over again, where we're really mustering all of our strength just to get back on track on Monday. And then we trudge through the weekdays again, only to fall face first into the weekend where we lack any sense of control and we just get trapped in that effort mentality. We really need to ground into what it is we want for ourselves. And we really need to just be honest with ourselves about what's going on here. In a way, it can almost feel like a coping mechanism, right? To get us through the busy work week, the long commutes, the looming deadlines, the rushing the kids around to all their activities. It feels like on the weekends, we want to just check out. But what are we checking out of? Our goals? What we want for ourselves? The best version of ourselves? We're checking out on the daily stressors, but we're also checking out on ourselves. And we'll never get to where we want to go if every single weekend we're immediately giving up on ourselves. So we really need to ask ourselves, is it worth it? Are these convenient, stress-fueled coping mechanisms with these social events and all of these habits that we've created, these patterns that we're falling into, are they worth the guilt, the shame, the judgment more than your health and wellness goals, your weight loss goals, whatever your goal may be? And as I mentioned before, it's so easy in the moment to feel like this is going to be the thing that's going to make me feel better because I had a busy work week and I deserve it and I've been so good and I should treat myself and all of these thoughts and storylines that we spin, it eventually gets tiring. And weekend overeating, overindulging, it kind of sucks after a while. We understand that there's consequences, not just in terms of the emotional layers we add on with the shame and the judgment, but physically and mentally, we feel uncomfortable. We're bloated and we've put on water weight and we could feel nauseated. We feel mental fog and we're not sleeping as well. We get angry at ourselves. We feel crappy. We just get angry about the situation in general. And really, we need to be shining a light on this pattern because it's not just about losing weight for now. It's not just about, well, okay, I'll be really good for a few months I'll, and I'll lose the weight and then I can go back to these patterns. No, we need to be creating a keto lifestyle that we can actually maintain where we can not just lose the weight now, but keep it off. That's the entire point of creating a lifestyle, a true, healthy, healed lifestyle. And this weekend binging, this YOLO attitude, the effort mentality really does have consequences. We experience stiffness in our joints and inflammation, and it does damage to our gut microbiome from having processed foods and the physical discomfort of overeating and our hormone function gets thrown out of whack. Our blood sugar gets thrown out of whack. The hangover, the dehydration, and on and on it goes. 
We don't think about that when we're in the moment, which is so fascinating because we know it's coming. We know it's going to come on the back end of these behaviors, of these patterns. And yet we so innocently forget. Our brain says, nope, we want all that dopamine from all of that delicious, high carb, high sugar, high fat food that we don't remember the after effects from it. And we really need to work on breaking ourselves free from this cycle. And this includes practicing tangible strategies every single weekend until it becomes the default. Like I said, I'm not saying never have carbs again. Of course not. But if you notice that you're in this pattern where you're flip-flopping on and off keto every weekend at an extreme three days at a time, then are we even doing keto at all? And like I said before, trying harder next time isn't a strategy because we haven't put anything into place where we're actually going to make different choices next time. That's just a little thought that we tell ourselves to appease ourselves in the moment. But we really need to be practicing some new behaviors, some new patterns until they become the default, until they become just what we do on the weekend. And like I said, the number one thing that most people struggle with, or they say that the reason for overindulging on weekends is they don't have the same routine as the week, which is super fascinating because we are really using food and alcohol to escape that routine of the week. And on weekends, we then blame the fact we don't have a routine for the overeating. It really is almost funny when you think about it. We're using food to escape the routine, and then we're blaming the fact there isn't a routine, and that's why we're using the food. It's really, our brains are so funny and so innocent and so clever, and we really need to catch ourselves. We need to catch these thoughts and the storylines that we spin that give ourselves the permission to do it. And here's where we really, really need to take radical responsibility. It's one thing to have higher carb meals for a special occasion, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. It's quite another to do it every single weekend, just because it's the weekend. We know the weekend's coming. We can't blame the weekend for our choices. And the fact it happens every single week is totally different than a once in a while, once a year special occasion. We have to take responsibility for the fact that the weekend's going to be there. And that gives us 52 times where we can be practicing new behaviors, new thoughts, new storylines, new emotions, and really own what that means for us. We can't be using the weekend as an excuse. And the biggest thing that we can do is create structure for ourselves, even on the weekends. If we say that the reason the weekend is hard because I'm not in a routine, we need to create a routine for ourselves. And I'm not saying it needs to be as regimented as the work week. 
because obviously you're not going to just go sit at your office on the weekend just so that you can follow your keto diet. I mean, of course not, but we do need to create some sort of loose structure, flexible structure for the weekends. You know, during the week, we know where we have to be at certain times. We know we'll be at work for X amount of hours. We'll eat sometime two to four times a day during the week. We bring our own food. We know what food's in the fridge. We've meal planned. We've prepped. And we feel better for being successful and making those choices. And because that structure really helps us plan ahead. So why should the weekends be any different? How can we create some sort of structure for ourselves Thursday through Sunday? Maybe instead of sleeping in, we just stick to our normal sleeping patterns or we get in a little bit of extra nourishment, some longer meditations in the mornings, and then we have our coffee and we continue to fast until our usual time. Or maybe we decide on weekends we don't fast as long and we have a brunch, and but we create this structure ahead of time. We we really try to follow through on creating some sort of routine that builds in this feeling of relaxation and ease. It's less regimented, but there's still a loose guideline on when we're going to eat, what we're going to eat, and how can we include more nourishing practices on the weekend. I mean, this is a time where we do have more space to pour back into ourselves before the work week takes hold. This is where we do decompress all of the stressors from the week, but we need to find alternatives on how we're going to do that, not just turn to food to cope, not just abandon ourselves by reaching for food to try and do it for us. We need to create this structure for ourselves. So I would invite you to take a moment and physically write out a loose, flexible, structured routine for the weekend, even if it's just the mornings so that you're off to a good start and that really sets the intention for the day. But it has to be best for you. Nobody's schedule or routine or structure is going to look the same, but it does take us looking ahead and planning for it. Because like I said, trying harder next time isn't a strategy. We need to take the responsibility and create what this weekend is going to look like. How do I want to feel on Monday morning? If we can keep our future self in mind, if we can keep that Monday morning version of ourselves in mind and make choices that'll make that version of us proud, then we're on the right track. Because here's the thing. Every time we go against what we truly want for ourselves, we are breaking trust with ourselves. We are severing trust with ourselves. It is an act of self-betrayal. And that sounds really harsh, but it's true. We are going against our own intentions, our own desires, our own hopes for the future every single time we make choices that go against that version of ourselves, that best version of ourselves. So we need to really understand why this is happening. 
This is something we could journal about because it's not our friend's fault. It's not our family's fault that we're doing it, that this overeating, it doesn't just happen. Binge drinking doesn't just happen, whatever it is. We need to dig into the real reasons of why we're doing it in the first place. So we could ask ourselves things like, is my plan feeling too restrictive during the week? How am I coping with stress? Am I starving myself a little bit during the week? Am I bored or lonely on the weekends? Am I numbing my feelings or coping with my feelings I don't want to actually face and deal with? Are these feelings making me feel undeserving of my progress? Am I self-sabotaging on purpose, consciously or unconsciously? Am I playing a certain role in my social circle? Or am I getting pressure for the positive changes I'm trying to make from my social circle? Is it making me feel like I'm too good for them or I'm not the same as I used to be? Like we really need to understand the root cause of our behaviors. And this is very much what I hold my clients through because we are only able to begin to change these patterns and break these cycles for good once we're able to shine a light on them and bring them to the surface so that we can fully move through them and dissolve these patterns and replace them with ones that actually do serve us. Like I said before, our brains are tricky. They are clever. They want to justify and rationalize everything. We can sell ourselves on anything, the excuses, motivation, accountability, anything. I was too busy. I was traveling. I had friends over. It was the holiday. Everyone else was drinking. Everyone else was eating that. Like, we really can justify anything. But is it making us feel worse on the back end of it? Are we actually just falling into a victim of our circumstance? Or are we taking this responsibility over our choices and our actions? If you identify with being kind of an all or nothing kind of person, if you fall into that all or nothing mindset or cycle, this is extremely prevalent when it comes to overdoing it on weekends, right? Because we're all in during the work week, Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday, we're following the keto rules perfectly, and then the weekend comes and we're doing none of the things. Which is why perhaps for you, including one higher carb meal a week, every two weeks, whatever feels best for you, might actually help you adhere to a keto lifestyle longer term. Because then we are able to indulge in something that we truly love, not just anything. It has to be something we truly love and enjoy and move forward from there. It's not what you eat in the moment. It's not the carbs you're having in the moment. It's what you do next that matters, that has the biggest impact. We don't have to let it spiral into three days of eating all the carbs and sugar. We don't have to hold a food funeral every single weekend, right? That's kind of what it feels like. It's like, I'm never going to get to have these food again, foods again. I need to have them all. So we're having almost like this ritualistic food funeral where we're eating all the carbs and all the sugar because we've convinced ourselves I'm never going to have them again. 
But if we tell ourselves, I can have that later, if we tell ourselves, I can have carbs again, maybe not today, maybe not all at once, but I'll have that again and really get playful with it and catch our brains as they're trying to prepare for this food funeral every weekend. We don't need to do that to ourselves. If we allow carbs once in a while, when it truly feels meaningful for us, then we know that we can trust ourselves that we'll have it again. And it allows us to release this hard grip on the all or nothing cycle. I just think food funeral is the funniest thing. Once I thought of that, I can't unthink it. And I can't unknow that that is totally what we're doing here. We're like saying goodbye to the carbs and sugar every weekend and like doom and glooms upon us. We're going to have to go back to our keto foods. It's like keto foods are delicious. Get stoked about what you can eat instead of focusing solely on what you can't eat. Because the truth is you can have anything you want. You're an adult. You can make these choices for yourself. But are they the choices that are going to get you to where you truly want to go, who you're truly meant to become, and to be in a body that you're truly happy with? So I already offered an intangible strategy in terms of journaling or really sitting with the root cause of why this pattern is happening. This is exactly what I hold my clients through so that we can really shine a light on it and bring these things to the surface so that we can explore them openly in a safe space and hold space around them. And in addition, I'm going to give you some tangible strategies, not I'm just going to try harder next time, some legitimate tangible strategies that we can also try on for ourselves so that we end this never ending pattern of weekend eating. As I mentioned before, creating some sort of loose, flexible structure over the weekend is super helpful. And when I say structure, I don't mean that it has to be a meticulous routine that we follow every single weekend because that's not realistic. And that really only makes us feel more restricted overall. So for example, for me, I like to continue with my morning rituals. Those are extremely important to me to stay grounded in my intentions for the day, to get some self-care in for the day. So every morning, regardless of what day of the week it is, I will practice my meditation, I will pull some oracle cards, and I will do that no matter what day of the week it is. Because here's the thing, you're still you on the weekend. You're the same you that went through the work week. You have the same goals. You still have the same desires, the same intentions. You still want to create a healthy lifestyle. And we really need to be embodying this seven days of the week. That doesn't mean that we can't loosen the reins a little bit over the weekends where it feels more relaxed. And one way that I personally like to do this is usually on the weekdays, I will intermittent fast and have my first meal maybe around three o'clock. That is simply because it fits my schedule. It's part of my routine. On the weekends, though, I like to maybe have a weekend brunch a little earlier in the day. And then I know I'll probably eat again and have maybe a snack in the afternoon and dinner. 
And that's an example of how I have some sort of loose structure, but it's not the same as my weekdays. Or sometimes we'll have a late brunch and then we'll have a big dinner at five o'clock and maybe a little treat later on in the night. Just something where I tend to have three meals over the weekend, whereas on the weekdays I have two. So it still has a bit of structure to it, but it's not exactly the same as my work week. Another example is when I was in weight loss mode, I would track my macros every single day. But when it came to the weekends, I would just ease up on the tracking. I wouldn't actually put things into the free carb manager app. I would simply do a mental check on my carb count and I would allow myself to go over in calories. This is a great way to ensure that you are still in ketosis, you're still in that fat burning mode, but it gives you more flexibility in terms of how many calories you're eating in a day. It lets you have as many chicken wings as you want, for example. But in terms of my carb count, I would still mindfully know that I was under 20 to 25 grams net carbs. So this is where we get to be playful with it. And we have to create this loose, flexible structure that works for us, whatever that looks like to you. Something else that I like to do on the weekends more than the work week is go to the gym. I like to start my mornings by doing my meditation, going to the gym, and taking the dog for a walk, getting out in nature. And that, for me, works really well because I go to a small gym and there's less people there. So I actually enjoy working out on the weekends and allowing myself more space during the week in the mornings versus saying I have to get all my workouts in between Monday and Friday so I can have the weekend off. Unless I'm going to some sort of social event, I keep my sleep schedule the same. I don't tend to sleep in. I go to bed around the same time. And these little things really do add up and make a difference. And again, this is personal. We get to play with it and we get to try things on for ourselves and really pour into how we can create this loose, flexible structure for ourselves. Another great strategy is focus on Friday. Friday night tends to be the meal that can really trigger this entire eating pattern into motion. We're tired at the end of the work week. We just want something easy. We just want something that's going to comfort us. We've had a tough day, a tough week, and we're looking to food to try and fix a little bit of that for us. And when we focus on Friday, we really are setting the tone for the entire weekend. So even knowing that, going into the next weekend, we can ensure that we've planned ahead to have something super easy on Friday night. Maybe we're ordering keto delivery, whatever it is. But if we remain keto on Friday, we are more likely to continue showing up for ourselves in that same way throughout the duration of the weekend. Which brings me to my next point. Create a go-to list of keto, delivery, takeout, restaurant options. 
This just becomes a no-brainer so that you just have to refer to your list and pick something on those nights where you don't want to cook or maybe you have a social event or maybe you just want to be lazy. So instead of just scrolling through a food delivery app and getting triggered and having all these cravings bubble up to the surface, we now have a list of go-to items that we can simply choose from. You know, bunless burgers or even scraping pizza toppings off the pizza slice and just eating them with a Caesar salad or barbecue meats or chicken shawarma salad or like there's so many options. And once we've done the work ahead of time to create this go-to list, then it becomes a no-brainer. Another option is to do some food prep or protein prep for the weekends, for times when you do just want to be lazy or have a quick meal. Maybe you have some time in your schedule Thursday afternoon where you can wash and chop some veggies or make a tray of chicken thighs in the oven so it's done and ready to go. So often we'll take time on Sunday or Monday to prep ourselves for the busy work week, but we neglect to make sure that we have food in the house or that we're prepared for the weekends in the same way. We could also take some time to find a fun new keto recipe or ingredient maybe we've never tried before and enjoy having more time in the kitchen. You know, so much about this lifestyle is about the foods we eat and we need to make it fun and playful and nourishing, put some music on, put a podcast on, an audiobook, and really have fun with it. Get your family involved. We can get creative in the kitchen and on weekends, we actually have more time to do that. Maybe we look up a recipe for a keto-friendly version of some of our higher carb favorite meals. Maybe they become a family favorite. We don't know unless we try. And on the weekends, we tend to just have more space and time to actually experiment and enjoy the process of cooking. Now, I know there are tons of keto products out there. There's essentially a keto version of just about everything these days. And while we should not be basing the entirety of our diet on these products, it's best for us to be incorporating as many whole foods as possible. It still could be fun to get ourselves a special keto treat for the weekend or a keto baked good or a keto snack we've never had before or even just like a fancier coffee. Of course, it really shouldn't be focused on that the weekend is all about fun foods and that's all I'm going to eat. But in saying that, we have to be willing to meet ourselves where we're at. And, and if we're in a place where every weekend we're turning to junk food, fast food, pizza, alcohol, etc., well, then yeah, having the odd keto product as an alternative is absolutely a better choice. And that gets to be a better choice. And that gets to be enough. Another strategy we can try if we include carbs in our keto lifestyle is to have something higher carb sometime during the week instead of saving it 
for the weekend where we're more likely to overeat or binge. There's no rules around this. We don't have to only have these sorts of foods on the weekend where we know it could spiral because we've done that before. What if we had it another time during the week and then we remained keto over the weekend, like I said, once again, because we have more space and time to actually cook a healthy, keto-friendly, nourishing meal for ourselves. Another thing we really need to be practicing on the weekends is to mindfully make time for fun unrelated to food. It's so connected in our minds that the weekend is the green light for all the fun foods. This is the pizza and burgers and nachos and all of these things. And there's nothing wrong with making a keto version of that. There's also nothing wrong with having that any other time during the week. We don't have to reserve certain foods for the weekend only, especially if they're a keto-friendly option. But we also need to be making time for fun and nourishment and self-care unrelated to food entirely. This is so important. We can't be relying on food to entertain us. We need to be really down-regulating our stress from the week in ways that feel fun and playful and nourishing to us. We need to be pouring back into ourselves over the weekend with some self-care, some healing practices, so that we're ready to properly face the next week again. And so often we'll turn to food as this coping mechanism that really doesn't even relieve us of the stress. It's literally a momentary instant gratification that leaves us feeling like shit about ourselves on the back end of it. So we have to engage in activities that feel fun to us and nourishing to us, whether it's just sipping a cup of tea and reading a book or going out into nature, going for a walk, doing something fun with your family. And the more we're able to do this, the more we're actually creating meaningful memories with the people around us as well, unrelated to food. And with saying that, sometimes food and alcohol do go hand in hand for a lot of people on the weekends. And if you notice a pattern where every time that you're drinking, you end up overeating or having all the high carb foods, either while you're drunk or to cure your hangover the next day, Maybe we take a weekend off drinking if it always leads to poor food choices. And again, so often we're turning to alcohol to cope with the stress from the work week when really we need to be creating other ways to really downregulate our stress hormones and really pour back into ourselves in a more nourishing way. And finally, simply remind yourself of how proud you'll feel Monday morning after making good choices all weekend. Every choice you make is an investment in your future self. It is an investment in becoming the best version of yourself. And we have to be the person to make those choices in the moment for their sake. So that on Monday morning, we can wake up and say, wow, I did it, I'm so proud of myself. I bet I could do it again. And the more we practice it, the more we do it, it becomes the default. 
So we're no longer just set in this cycle of flip-flopping on and off keto and not really going anywhere, just spinning our wheels and not getting the results we actually want. Because the truth is, we've all been there on that Monday morning, feeling so crappy about ourselves for how we behaved the last few days. We have so much shame and guilt and regret, and we worry that we've ruined all of our progress. Like, we know what that feels like. Do we know what it feels like to do the opposite? To feel proud of yourself after making great choices all weekend? To be someone that can truly trust themselves. Aren't you curious to find out? Because as I said before, we have 52 weekends in a year. That's 52 opportunities to practice some of these strategies so that we are making choices that actually do serve the best version of ourselves. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please let me know. You can click the Connect with Stephanie button down in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening, pal. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend it with me, and I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions or want clarity around anything you heard today, or if you just want to share what came up for you, check out the show notes and click on Connect with Stephanie. This is directed straight to my inbox where I personally answer every single message and question that comes in. I'm ready to hold space for you and help you move forward on your keto journey. Until then, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank mm-hmm. you.